Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. So here we are, episode 99. 99. And we're back. And we're back. Uh, we wanted to thank Lee Harrington for coming on last show, our new guest host, and helping us out, running episode 98 for us. Absolutely. So, and uh, that was kind of an experiment that uh, we figured something out about ourselves, huh? Uh, the experiment of having a guest host, <laughs> Lee, worked out great. Yes. And Lee will be back uh, once a month mm-hmm. to host for us. The, uh, the thing that didn't work for us was not podcasting. Apparently, <laughs> we are some kind of podcast junkies, junkies. we found out. Yes, so uh, it's starting to get the itch at about Wednesday. We usually record on Mondays, and about Wednesday, we were like, well, may- maybe we could put another one out. <laughs> and we, we came up with all kinds of ideas that we were going to start doing two or three podcasts a week mm-hmm. or something crazy like that. No. No. No, not what we're going to do. But we did end up with a lot of stuff to go through this week on mm-hmm. this podcast and we'll get there we will get there so now as we said lee's going to be doing this once a month and next month he's going to be covering um like open relationships right it's yep. kind of like an ask non-monogamous lee. relationships yes yeah, so and you can um actually ask lee some questions beforehand so he knows what um everybody's interesting in hearing about so and, yep you could write lee at lee lee at passion and soul.com yes so that will be coming up, but uh, coming up on this episode, we will be talking about uh, total power exchange relationships and specifically yes. getting started on a power exchange relationship or transforming into a power exchange relationship. Maybe you're just getting started. Maybe you're currently doing like a um, uh, weekend play and mm-hmm. you want to go into a full time power exchange relationship, right. something like that. It can be different. Well, actually, it absolutely is different. <laughs> it absolutely is. Uh, so that will be coming in later in the show as well as a bunch of other stuff. But uh, I think we want to start off. We're going to start off today with the... Uh, the question of the day. The question of the day. Which we kind of um, talked about before, about maybe making this a whole show, because we do have a lot of things to say on it. But we're going to go ahead and keep it the question of the day. So, yes, we are. Yes. And we hear this one fairly often. This question comes up a fair amount. Mm -hmm. So today's question of the day is uh, someone wrote in. They said they were curious about fetish clubs and play parties and that kind of stuff. And although they've discussed attending them, uh, they've always been nervous about it because they don't know what to expect. What kind of people will be there? What exactly is going on? What are people wearing? Is there sex? Is there nudity? (laughs) Are there orgies? Is there play? That's a big question. Yeah. So, and, and they want to know exactly what it is that happens. And, and the last thing they ask is, which is the first thing we'll answer is, is it okay to go there and to just observe and not participate? So, and the answer is absolutely. So now, obviously, the answers to some of these questions are going to be different for each event that you go to. So whether it's a BDSM event, a swing event, uh, you know, whatever type of event, but Usually, well, I can't think of any event where you're not allowed to watch. So, I mean, yeah, right, that's right. what it's 
Therefore, it's, not like, it's not like you go through the door and they say, oh, you're brand new here. We'll bend over. We have to give you your introductory <laughs> spanking or something like that. No, you don't have to run the gauntlet. Nothing like that. So but that would be fun. No. <laughs> so you, you absolutely can go and just observe. And, and I recommend it. If you're, it's mm-hmm. your first event, decide beforehand. I'm going to go and I'm just going to observe. And that'll take some of the pressure off you. So exactly. And since we're always uh, advising people to go out and give this a try, you know, it, there's nothing to be afraid of. Yes, you may see some nudity. Yes, if you're lucky, you may see an orgy. You know, you may see people playing. It, it just There's also going to be a social area. Nudity is not required for most events that I can't think of any event where we've been to where, like, nudity is required or something. Oh, we, go it's a, the, we go hmm? into the nudist camp once. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. That's different, did, though. Yeah, that's different. <laughs> so, but, yeah, you know, just leave your expectations outside of the event and... Go in and have a good time. Now, over the last couple of weeks, we've actually been to three different fetish events that mm-hmm. had fairly different um, themes or themes feels behind or them. energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those was, of course, uh, the most recently we attended a uh, fetish night at a local swing club. And yes. what they do is they, they bring in some people that are skilled with flogging and fire play and violet wands and stuff like that into mm-hmm. the swing club so the swingers can see what's going on. Right. And then uh, they, they keep it kind of more on the sensual side and stuff like that. So, yeah, nothing that'll really freak out the <laughs> that aren't interested. Lighting people for on the fire most might, part. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and we went to a, a kind of a typical dungeon party yes. where there's a social area upstairs and downstairs was just classic BDSM dungeon mm-hmm. with flogging stations and places to get tied up and. Oh, St. Andrew's Cross and all the classic right, stuff. Right, all the classic stuff. And we went to a, uh, a convention that was kind of... Geeky and kinky? Y- yeah. Yeah. Uh, much like the Geeky and Kinky podcast, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, was, um, it had all kinds of stuff going on at the convention, including watching old pirate movies and things right. like that. But part of it was a, uh, a demonstration of different BDSM toys mm-hmm. and an opportunity to play afterwards. Yes. And none of those were uh, a situation where you had to have any kind of protocol going in Mm -hmm. other than the common rules. You know, you can go look beforehand. You know, don't talk in the play space is always nice. Right. No means no. No means no. Um, You know, if somebody does come up blindly and ask you if you'd like to play, feel free to say, no, I'm not. I'm just here to watch tonight. And they'll be like, okay. And they'll find someone else. Or yes, let's negotiate. Hopefully so, you listen to the negotiation yes. podcast first. <laughs> Different story. But absolutely, you can go, just go and check it out. You know, it's... It's it's, it's not as um, dark and spooky as some people might think. So, you know, it's just a bunch of kinky people getting together and having a great time. Mm-hmm. Lots of social time involved in that. Now, you will want to check out your event beforehand. There are some fetish events that are not like other fetish events for example if it's a pony play fetish event mm-hmm. that is a little bit more specific a little more stylized right uh but for your average fetish night just go yeah. just go just go have do you a remember good time. your first one do i remember my first one you know actually i do and i'm trying to remember if it was the in la house party mm-hmm. or no. if it was the fetish night that was in the back of the gay bar that huge fetish night that we went to no you for your first one was not with me Oh, that's right. Yes. It wasn't. No, the first one I went to, um, I was invited by somebody local. Um, I found her in a chat room and, you know, I went there with my ex-husband 
And um, they had some demos going on, and it, oh, it was fantastic. But again, social time, demos involved. Um, saw my first MS couple, mm-hmm. and that's when I knew that's what I wanted. Ah, <laughs> I saw how they looked at each other and, and what they had developed, and it's like, oh, paddling's nice, but I think that's what I want. We will have to come back to that when we yes. hit the, the actual topic. That's great. We should. I hadn't thought about that for a while, but that is where mm-hmm. you got your start. Yes, it is. Um, so I think that's the question of the day. I think that's the question of the day. So will you see an orgy? Like I said, if you're lucky, I think I've seen one <laughs> or two over 11 years. You know, it's not like you're going to walk into a club and there's naked bodies all over the place, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> even the swing club we went to Friday night, not that much swinging going on. Lots of socializing. Right. At that so, point. Of course, at that we're point, early birds. We're, yeah. So... Speaking of parties that we've been to and fetish nights and that kind of stuff, we mm-hmm. re- recently went to a play party here in town. Yes, we and, did. And uh, we mentioned this on the podcast before. This was the uh, National Leather Association, Association. Columbus. Mm-hmm. and the, Prisco. And the Prisco group, the Purple Rose Society of Central Ohio, they got together and they threw a January party. Mm-hmm. And just so happened one of the themes was to support Dan and Dawn. Yes. So, and this was, you know, this still gets me. I I think we've mentioned this a couple of times that it was coming up, but it's still amazing to me what the community does around here in central Ohio or, you know, even all of Ohio. We've had a lot of support from a lot of groups, you know, around the whole state, but Mm -hmm. central Ohio itself came together and we saw people we hadn't seen Wow, since we first got into the oh, community yeah. like Absolutely. 11 years ago. And Absolutely. So we had, uh, what did we have? We had people from um, the Centurions mm-hmm. uh, in L.A. itself, Sterling Shadow. You know, we had some new kinksters. One guy, it was his first party, you know, that was his oh, first really? party. Yeah. Oh, um, right, 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 right. Yeah, at that. the beginning, uh, we were looking for uh, the check-in. And then, like I said, people that have supported us all along, people that mentored us mm-hmm. when we first got started. It, it was amazing. So. It, it, and it really was. And the first time, we t- and as we left that event, you were crying. I was. We so I'm trying not earlier, to now. We were crying. <laughs> and it's really because... Um, just seeing all these people from all these different groups, all these different aspects of the lifestyle come together and and support us as we go off to. In uh, the background for this, of course, is that we are headed uh, in about four weeks. We'll be headed about to Dallas, weeks. Texas, to compete in the international master slave contest. Yes, sir. And um, tickets are probably still available. If you're they a podcast listener, you could go and say hi to us. We've got a whole contingent going from here. That's which for sure. Neat, <laughs> which is really neat. Both boatload of people driving down mm-hmm. from Columbus, Ohio, down to ta- Dallas. Yes. And um, it was really neat. So they threw this party. Uh, Had a caterer brought oh. in the fetish. I was going to say fetish friendly. She's not fetish friendly. She's part of the community. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, part of the proceeds from the door mm-hmm. went to our travel fund. Yes. As well as some donated auction items that they put up for auction went mm-hmm. to our donated fund. Um, the oh, and I do want to put a shout out to Sirs. Sirs Production. Sirs Production. I think that's what they call it. Yeah. That was that donated the floggers and a photography session as well. Yes. So um, that was just fantastic to see that kind of support. As I, as I mentioned earlier, we got all emotional about it. We did. We got all emotional and you know, it it was just amazing to have people pull us aside and say, you know, here's a little extra Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, you guys have, have been there through thick and thin and, um, you know, no matter how you do in Dallas, you can come back with your heads held high and, you know, go in and be yourself 
yourself and have fun. And, you know, it's, it's just, um, and that's what we tell people. We're going to go, we're going to have fun. We're going to be Dan and Dawn. You know, we are MS and this is how we live our life. And we think we'd be great being international master and slave, but I mean, I, I, it's going to be, would, a, yeah. Yeah, I do believe that. I do believe that we reflect positively on this lifestyle. It's a mm-hmm. very healthy lifestyle. And um, we're very fortunate that we're able to, to, like, as this party demonstrates, bring over uh, a cross section of the community. It's really right. neat to see. Uh, I don't want this to turn into an international master-slave commercial right, for us. Right, right. But, uh, and then all the people that couldn't make the party, but still either mm-hmm. sent along a card or a, even a, a cash donation for the travel fund or a right. motor line. Um, it's very heartening. And this is one of the reasons why you should, going back to our question of the day, this is one of the reasons why you should go to one of these things because it's really neat community to be involved in um the support you know of course there's there's there can be drama with any groups any communities you have you know that's just part of group dynamics there's going to be a little bit of that it's going to flow in and out but for the most part you know everybody's got everybody's back everybody you know when when um we spoke to them right before the party started and i asked people do you realize how great of a community you have here people started clapping Mm mm-hmm you know, they realize, you know, how much, like I said, we had leather people there, the Centurions and the Kingsters, and everybody was having a great time. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was a pretty neat uh, thing, and um, hopefully um, we'll be able to support our community the way they've supported us. It's just been amazing. It has, it has. Wanted to do a quick shout out to uh, Dark Angel. We almost Aww. saw him over the weekend. <laughs> Uh, he was in. He's uh, actually from um, Canada. Yes. And he was in Cincinnati, which is about two hours from here for mm-hmm. business. And we had planned on going down there and visiting. We tried with him. to make it work. We tried to make it work. Didn't though. No, we didn't. If uh, you might know Dark Angel from the Dark Side, Side podcast, podcast, where he <laughs> and the host, not nice, not nice. I'm I love just, that name. <laughs> and I'm just jabbing Dark Dark Angel there with the whole uh, that not nice is actually <laughs> the host, and he's like the extra person. <laughs> They are the, the co-host of the podcast. As a matter of fact, I've got a um, I have a promo for the Dark Side podcast laying around. I will put tap it to the oh, end of this great. podcast so you can find out more about it. But so um, and we'll have time to meet him this summer. So we'll be out there for his event tease. Yep. Oh yeah, and that's right. Yeah, we're, yeah. We'll be presenting so, for them later this year. So absolutely. Um. Hey, guess what's right around the corner? A lot of stuff. The new year's begun. <laughs> the new year has begun, but coming up. In one week is going mm-hmm. to be show 100 oh my for God. us. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. So that'll be... Uh, two years. Yeah. Has it been two years? Well, oh, 100 a yeah. week. We skipped sure. a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Whew. That's a lot of talking, and we're not done. Yeah, I was going to say, you should see the... the well, you've seen the list I've of I've seen the list of go. stuff that we've got uh, already set up and ready to go. But for uh, show number 100, we are going to uh, broadcast that one live, as we've done a few shows in the past. Yay. That'll be uh, January 31st, 2011, at 7 p.m. Yes. If you head over to the Erotic Awakening webpage, there's a link there to listen and listen live or listen to Yeah, I guess they'll be listening live and, and interact, and the mm-hmm. chat room will be open, and we'll get to take questions live on the air. Sure. So it's a lot of fun. It, it can get a little um, confusing on our part. 
I don't multitask so well anymore. <laughs> if I get involved in what's going on in the chat room, I forget to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I just start laughing and nobody knows why. <laughs> I know. And I, I feel like I'm saying something interesting and your eyes are glazed over as you're looking at there because someone's made another tentacle sex question or called me Betsy. <laughs> Uh, so that's coming up next week. That'll be show number 100, and we'll be... Uh, I don't have a clue what we're going to talk about, but we'll be here talking. Me neither. We, we, we can... We we'll usually come, come up with something. Some <laughs> uh, 100 Ways to Beat Your Lover. Ooh, I um, like that. So, I mean, we've got a lot of things going on, like like today, even. So, oh, yeah, we do have a lot going <laughs> yeah, on Yeah, we've got... Uh, well, in about an hour, we've got uh, quite a large group of people getting ready to show up, and we're going to be doing the MS chat that right. we like to host. And, and that's where uh, just masters and slaves, or people who identify as being interested in power exchange relationships, sit around and chat with each other. Uh-huh, that whole support thing that, that, that we like to mention every now and uh-huh. then. And you've got poker and cigars coming up later tonight yep uh we're all going to put on our leathers smoke some cigars play some pokers well the capital letter types the are the letter little types. letters get chased out so right. we have to go entertain ourselves but i like cigars <laughs> i know you've actually got a vanilla one i did i bought there. one yesterday so what else is going on well it? no we've got um the slave chat coming up next friday um and then and then i'm doing a um uh personal item a toiletry drive oh the toiletry drive right right, right. right. so um I, i've got tons of like hotel sized shampoos and soaps and things like that so i found a charity here in town that collects things for um those that have hiv and aids and are in transitional housing oh okay so not only will they take the hotel size we'll take regular sizes as well and we're going to see how much we can collect very cool so that'll be neat um well, I tell you, if you've got, if you're sitting on a bundle of uh, soap and shampoo and stuff <laughs> that you'd like to donate to this cause, can they write us for a, a address yes, to send it to? Yes, absolutely. So they can write us and send in whatever they want to, and we'll just add it to the mix. Yes. Um, very cool. Well, it's so, very nice that you're doing that, sweetie. Thank you. And I'll be um, delivering that actually right after. Ha ha. Winter wickedness. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for a lead-in? Nice lead-in. So that's the one other thing that's right around the corner that I want to mention is the uh, Adventures in Sexuality's Winter Wickedness, and that is February 5th and 6th. And that is, uh, we're going to do something that... We're um, going to have a busy, busy weekend that weekend. (laughs) We're not going to have a busy, busy weekend. We're going to do something brand new. that I don't think any event has ever done this. I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of. We are going to be... um, broadcasting live mm-hmm. from the events as people go through registration and as they check in we'll be doing some live broadcasting from there yeah so and it's really kind of neat so try to visualize this right where the check-in is where people register there's like a little business office right next to it with the big plate glass front window so we're going to be in that business office with the plate glass window with you even bought me a, a headset so we can both wear headsets and we got our microphones and it's going to look like we're in a radio booth. It will. I like and, it. And we'll be pulling people in and mm-hmm. uh, sitting down with them. And so uh, if you didn't get your tickets to Winter Wickedness, at least you can listen to how it's going. Yeah. It <laughs> really isn't nearly mean? as good. But. <laughs> it almost sounds mean. And we're going to be recording the um, lead speaker mm-hmm. and um, just recording throughout the weekend. So we'll try to find some interesting people to interview for you, too. Because there's going to be a lot there. Absolutely. So, uh, it's going to be a fantastic time. Fantastic time. Not to mention time. that um, our own um, House Meta's 
Rick's Kitten. Rick's Kitten will be doing a class there. Yes. And you and Mistress Sherry and Amber will be doing something, the uh, ceremonial space. I think this is new as well. So a lot of times it's a, it's a ceremonial space. So we're not doing Scarlet Sanctuary this time around. We're doing mm-hmm. a, a ceremony space. And what this is, is um, a lot of events, when people go to events, they want to do weddings or um, hand fastings and collarings and maybe some gifting of leather. Sometimes presenting of leather happens, but... Um, it's more uh, gifting of leather right. and um, just a bunch of different sorts of ceremonies. And there's never any room because an event wants to use all the room they're paying for. Right. Sure. So it's usually held in like uh, the hotel rooms. Somebody's and, hotel room. Or right. as a matter of fact, we saw a, uh, a master's covering take place in the middle of the, the social area. The social area. And that was great. But it was mm-hmm. also... You know, you had people that were not that far away sitting around socializing and talking and stuff because they weren't involved in it. Right. Uh, other people were like, I wonder what's going on over there. Uh, you know, so mm-hmm. it's really cool that they've come up with the idea of having a ceremonial space. I'm, I'm hoping that it really catches on. I do, too. We get uh, um, requested fairly often to help people either with a gifting of leather or to do a collar or something like that. Yes. It would just be wonderful to have a place to do that. So and and we will. We've got three or four ceremonies scheduled already. So, and uh, one of them is is our. I keep saying our Amber. She's not really our <laughs> not Amber. Anymore. I know, but you know, I mean, she's wow. She's getting married and collared, and she's going to be gifting leather to her new master, uh-huh. and then inducted into House Meta, and. Yep. Yeah, heavy day for her. And then there's a couple of other ceremonies that are collarings. So, oh. yeah, so Mr. Sherry's going to be doing a couple of collarings. Neat. And yeah, they're already on the schedule. And, you know, so we've already bought the decorations. This is going to be decorated up like, I, I, I'm going to use the word chapel. <laughs> and yeah, it's going to be great. Except Very it's cool. not white decorations, they're red and black. Hmm. Classic. Classic. <laughs> So that'll be uh, Winter Wickedness in uh, February. And uh, I did want to mention that recently uh, we were looking at the calendar, looking at what was going on, looking mm-hmm. at what we were doing and what we would be able to do. And I saw that Beat Me in St. Louis is right around the corner. Yes. We've been uh, fans event. of that event for some time now, um, ever since we went to our first one. A couple of years ago. A couple of years ago at this point. And um, so we actually gave Jason a call and mm-hmm. found out what was going on for Beat Me in St. Louis this year around. One of the things that they're doing, uh, which I love, yes. is they're just taking over a whole hotel. So they're going to move oh, out of the space that I they know. were in, and mm-hmm. they've got a new space, and they're going to take over the whole hotel. Uh, I, I, we just are big fans of that when you yes. can do that, because then you're in your authentic space from the moment you get there to the mm-hmm. moment you leave. You don't have to carry a big cloak around to put in, you know, to put your cloak on to get from your room to the fetish area and where you can take, right. you know, or if you go and you buy a four-foot-long Paddle. I was going to say dildo. Or dildo. <laughs> Sorry. That would just be weird. It would oh. be, like, be really weird if it was a four foot tall dildo that was actually shaped like a person. <laughs> That'd be neat. That would be different. <laughs> different. Um, but you don't have to hide that stuff when you get into your room. They're just taking over the whole hotel. So the, right. the, the dungeon... The your rooms, the vending space is all within the same event mm-hmm. space. Love it. So, I mean, like for me, I don't have to worry about taking off my collar, taking off my vest. Take, you know, sometimes it becomes a chore to leave the event area just to get back to your room. Right. So, I, yeah, love it when they take over a whole hotel. 
And and uh, they're doing all kinds of interesting stuff, uh, other stuff as well. Mm-hmm. All kinds of interesting presenters. Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Rick's kitten, who we'll see at Winter Wickedness yes. presenting, and we'll see actually later today at the NS Chat, mm-hmm. will also be doing Beat Me in St. Louis. Absolutely. So we will get her when she gets back well, to give us firsthand knowledge of how the event Ooh, was. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So uh, if you'd like to find out more about Beat Me in St. Louis, we actually, like I said, we, we called Jason. We talked to him for about mm-hmm. 10 minutes. I'll take that audio, and I will put it towards uh, the back half of the show somewhere. Um, so Great stuff. If you want a, a great event to go to, um, and he's still got a few tickets left, then Beat Me in St. Louis is the one we would advise. So go check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, are we ready to get the... No, we still got a few more things to talk about. <laughs> it's been two weeks. <laughs> it has been two weeks. Um, and if you missed us, and if you love us, you'll head over to iTunes and rate us. Whoa. Yes. Or you absolutely. could go over to Twitter and tweet about us. Or you could face... like us on Facebook. Yeah, how do you? I don't think do you... you like. I think you like add as a friend or add as a page that you look at. Lick. Is there an option lick? to lick? Can to you lick? lick us on Facebook? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, it's worth a try. It's worth a try. See, my fantasy just went <laughs> way off somewhere. Oh, oh, and then we have someone new. Oh, you, oh well, I punched the <laughs> microphone with my excitement of this new thing. So we mentioned two weeks ago that, uh, as we mentioned, that your arm was... Uh, my, injured yeah and it's being worked on it looks very bionicle right now doesn't it does it, it has this big <laughs> black brace thing on it uh and for as bionicle as it looks it ain't it ain't <laughs> so we uh, realized this would be a great opportunity for um you to take it a little easier and for us to bring somebody in the house and do some formal training some yes. slave training um as i've mentioned before you know i don't have a, a harem full of people i have very um if i'm going to bring a slave into the house i want to give them very dedicated time mm-hmm. and dedicated energy and we're busy people so there's not busy much time to to spare for that so but with your arm in, in its little uh, trouble there we thought this would be a great opportunity to bring somebody in uh you know just like a temporary situation uh they can help us with running the household do some cleaning mm-hmm. putting stuff away maybe ferry you around a little bit as you can't drive with that thing right and in return we would teach them some protocol and do some training stuff with them um, you know, I know if I was new, I would just think, wow, what a fabulous opportunity. You know, I'm actually looking forward to teaching her a few things and teaching her a few things and just, just letting her see by example mm-hmm. sort of thing so that she can see if, um, if it's all fantasy for her right? Oh, and yeah. reality doesn't match fan- fantasy and maybe it's not what she wants, but that's not what I saw the other night when she was here helping out. So yeah. she, but she at least gets a taste of it and gets to learn a little bit more about herself and what she wants. And, and to those that have been listening for a while, uh, who's wondering, well, why doesn't slave Jem just Aww, take care of this stuff? Yeah. Uh, we are very fond of slave Jem still. She is still in our house. She is still very close to mm-hmm. our heart. She is still our number one slave. Yes. But she's also uh, about an hour and a half away yes. in another city. Getting, uh, She has a new job. She's training to make that job even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, living in a new place. And, you know, as she's freshly out of college, getting her own feet firmly planted in right. the direction for her life. That's where she needs to be right now. So mm-hmm. as much as she would love to teleport here and help <laughs> out and then teleport back... Um, as much of a geek as she is, she has not worked out the whole She's teleporting not figured that, thing. But you know what? She's smart. If anybody's going to figure it out, <laughs> it might be her. <laughs> uh, 
so it's really neat to have a new slave in the house and it's uh, we're very fortunate that someone local was interested in such a position yes. I always think that when we put it on this you know I get a, the occasional email I won't say a lot of them but we get mm-hmm. the occasional email that says uh, well okay we get an ass load of emails that say I love Dan's <laughs> giggle or Don's giggle I should say <laughs> Everybody loves Don's giggle, and that's fine. But we do get the occasional email that says, uh, Dan, I wish I could find a master like you. Mm-hmm. Well, stop wishing and get your ass down here. Yeah. <laughs> Put you in the spare room over there, and we'll see what happens. Um, I was going to say, you know, if you make that offer, you might have people showing up on the door. Well, the, the funny thing is the way it normally works, it's like when you're looking... When um, when you're in a great relationship, mm-hmm. that's when people show up, right? You know, uh, and if you're not polyamorous, that can be annoying, actually. <laughs> so when uh, I'm half-hearted looking, uh-huh. nobody. When I need somebody, nobody's gonna be available, right? right. But, um, so that's that. That's that. Where are we on this thing? Oh, we are all over the place. <laughs> so, oh, but. <laughs> I just saw what was next. Yeah, I see this too. <laughs> so apparently Dawn now has this, um, what do you call it, reputation? <laughs> reputation. I was going to say because the fetish isn't new. Where were yeah. you going with that? <laughs> a reputation for being a fan of the tentacle sex, yes. which is fine. You could have worse reputations. <laughs> uh, but somebody found a um, an octopus gag. Yes. And a squid, squid butt plug. Yeah. <laughs> They had an event where they actually, um, I think the event was up in Canada. Mm-hmm. And they and, commissioned that stuff. Right, right. So they had someone make this stuff for them as gifts for attendees of the event. Right, right. So he went and uh, he sent me the link to the website. And this is some pretty amazing stuff. So so we've come across a tentacle dildo uh-huh. at, a, at a, a toy shop and um, a squiddy looking like buzzy finger vibrator. Uh-huh. And now a gag. Octopus gag. <laughs> Octopus gag. gag and, and a squid, a butt, squid plug. butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> I may have to create a tentacle sex toy bag. <laughs> now all we need is to get me a Zoidberg costume and we're all set. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> Uh, you can find that uh, octopus uh, gag and squid butt plugs at necronomics.com, and I will put a link in the show notes. Um, you can also find at that same website, rotting flesh Ew. dildos Yuck. and other zombie paraphernalia Yuck. for your zombie kink as well. No, not my thing. Ew. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of funny. It's just not words you often hear together, though. Rotting flesh dildo it was so gross looking and it's it's kind of funny because uh like we were talking about before what are the three things that are usually on people's hard limit list right kids scat scat, and dead people right (laughs) and now you're gonna pull out a zombie dildo yep (laughs) yuck (laughs) um yeah so that's an interesting one and we'll see what happens with that that is going to continue to be fun to talk about for some time because I'm going to slowly start buying stuff from then and eventually I will be Tentacle Man. And if... Ooh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) And if anybody's ever ordered their products before, so make sure to get in touch with us and let us know how it goes. Uh Or if you've made love to a zombie (laughs) and you'd like to tell us about it, there's a variety of ways you can get a hold of us. 
such as our voicemail, 206-309-0054. Or our email at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com. There's a bunch of other ways you can get a hold of us as well. Just there head is. Over. <laughs> yes, there is. And you can find those past podcast episodes and where we will be presenting and other stuff over at eroticawakening.com. Lots of stuff there. There is a lot of stuff there. And we are like not quite made it to our topic yet. No, we're not. But we're winding down. We're, we're getting there. Um, oh, yeah. Because I wanted to ask you if you knew any fetish photographers in West Virginia. I do. So <laughs> I do. I know a great one in West Virginia. So she does really good stuff. So how would I find this photographer? You would find her at www. I can't McManus say it. Studio, McManus Studio, West Virginia. West Virginia. Put, okay. Yeah, so I will actually put a link, and that is actually somebody that uh, invited us down for a house party mm-hmm. some time ago. We saw her photography up on the walls there. Yes. And we asked her who did it, and she said, well, I do. I run a little studio. Mm-hmm. So um, Great to work. Give... Yeah, yeah. And I think she's got some specials going on right now. So if you check her website, you should be able to find out all about it. We love pimping people that are... Um, High quality. High quality, <laughs> trying to get a business going, kink friendly, uh, and come from the kink community, you know. Um, so go check out McManus Studios and check if you're in West Virginia and need some kink photography. Because really, you don't want to get on uh, FetLife or Collar Me no. with your high school picture or something that your drunken friend took with his phone. <laughs> you know, you're not going to get anybody's interest no. in like, Go get a nice picture. Some of us like the fetish photography. I love having a good photo session with a good photographer. I concur. I wanted a uh, quick shout out to Maui Kink for mm-hmm. their support. Um, as a matter of fact, during our pre-Christmas shows, they gave us a discount code. So people that listen to the podcast can go buy some stuff. Right. And we actually had some listeners go buy some stuff. They did. I and know. Uh, Maui Kink said, thank you. And we listened to your podcast and we know that you're always running out of printer cartridges. So they sent us a little <laughs> bit of money nice. so we can go buy some printer cartridges. Really <sighs> Which nice we just went do. through another set of, you know, kind of funny. We should just buy new printers. They're just about the same price I, I as know. the printer it's, cartridges. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> um, so they've added a little thing where when you check out, if you go to Maui Kink mm-hmm. and you buy some stuff from them, and when you go check out, it says, where did you hear about us? And they've added a little button that you can check. Nice. Sweet. So if you go out there and you go buy... A, couple million dollars worth of stuff and you select that you heard about them via erotic <laughs> awakening they probably will send us a printer this time nice nice so and if you have um tri- th- those of you that bought stuff once you've tried it out give us a call back and let us know how their product is so we love to find out how this stuff is and it's just good oh absolutely yeah give us a holler let us know what you think about it uh, with anything that we've mentioned on the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've mentioned it because we've encountered it. We've interacted with it. We saw right. the finished photography. We've seen Maui Kink stuff. Mm-hmm. We've... Uh, the card games. Right, the, right. We play yeah, with the card games, everything all that like stuff. that. If, and, and the reason that we bring it up on the podcast is because, uh, you know, it's, it's product that we're not... That we're happy to stand with, mm-hmm. right? Um, if you've interacted with something that you heard about on the podcast and you've had a less than positive experience, then let us know about that too. And if we hear a lot of that, then we'll stop... You know, we'll say, geez, I guess we just got the one good one and everybody else is getting crap. <laughs> so we won't talk about it anymore. So, absolutely. So that pretty much takes us right through all the banter and the beginning stuff and all the thank yous and all that crap. <laughs> Two weeks. We've built it all up. I know. We must have um, I don't know. vomiting <laughs> podcast material. I don't know. Let's get into our primary topic. 
Now, Don, as you remember, when we started our MS life together, we didn't have a lot of skill, a lot of background, a lot of peers, a lot of people around us doing that. Uh, we had some theories, and away mm-hmm. we went. We had some theories. We had some ideas from different stories we had read, which is where a lot of people start mm-hmm. out. And um, I had seen my first MS couple in real life and saw that it was a possibility and you know just a type of relationship and seeing her kneel at his feet and how she was happy there and Mm -hmm. you know and it's like away we went so 10 years down the road i guess we did it okay i guess we did it okay and we did um as a matter of fact we actually have a a class that we've developed called foundations of ms well Mm -hmm. actually uh if i remember correctly we'll be presenting that at um in april oh beyond leather yes okay good so, uh, and I think the things that we cover are pretty much the same sort of things that we're going to talk about right now. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it much mm-hmm. faster because we have 90 minutes to fill. Right, then, and here right. We'll do it in 10 or 15. But um, I think the way we boil it down is to, it is in four parts. Mm-hmm. And it's think it, say it, write it, do it. Exactly. So, and you know what? And that, that's kind of like a, a natural progression on that anyway i mean that's how we did it so we did a lot of thinking about it <laughs> a lot of thinking yes. about it <laughs> and and the fun thing is of course you know you, you start off when you start off thinking about an ms relationship you start off thinking about how uh naughty it's going to be or how fun it's going to be or mm-hmm. how fulfilling it's going to be you know it's very much a fantasy in it, your mind to start with but what we talk about when we talk about the 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 think it part is to really think it through mm-hmm. and to think about the um well, you said the other day, think about the consequences of your decision. Right. So, because you're going to have choices to make. This is a um, an alternative lifestyle that not too many people live or understand. So, and it's it's not all fantasy. <laughs> you know, that 10 years, uh, there's been a lot of work involved in that too. A lot of reality. I remember in the, uh, the beginning for us, we uh, were part of developing a group called CORDS, Central mm-hmm. Ohio... Real, Real DS. DS or something right. like that. Relationship <laughs> DS or something. And, um, you know, a lot of that stuff would come up. You know, you, you'd sit around and you'd talk about that whole, you know, I've been thinking about going into the MS relationship or um, and exploring that idea. And, you know, we, we would often talk about, you know, I, I'd love to do, in my fantasy, I do the naked, naked slave boy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't. That's you not don't. My fantasy, per se, but, you know, mistress comes home and I'm sitting there kneeling naked with my collar on waiting to serve her. Mm-hmm. And um, the reality is that you've probably actually got a job and you've probably both got jobs and you may not have the same shift as each other, you know, so that will make it additionally complicated. Um and you yeah. may have kids at the house. As, exactly. You know, there could be all kinds of factors that, that the fantasy is not going to work out for you. Right. So, and, you know, if you can incorporate that in some of the p- fantasy pieces, absolutely do it. Just, mm-hmm. you know, just realize that there's choices. It's not always possible, especially on a full-time basis. So, And, and like you were saying, there's definitely, there's a... Even if you decided we're not going to be out, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to be in a master-slave relationship, but we're not going to be out. You know, mm-hmm. people aren't going to know about it. Or right. maybe just the other kinky people will know about right. it. There's still a price to be paid for choosing this kind of a lifestyle. Uh, there's the potential price that somebody is going to out you. You are going to be found out at some point. And, right. And people are going to respond poorly to it because there's a lot of misinformation mm-hmm. or, or people don't know what's going on with it. Um, there's also the possibility of... Um, the the price you find out is 
it was a good fantasy and it's a rotten reality and you want to get out of it. Right. Because it's, it's like I said, it's, it's real time emotions. It's real time work. It's real time surrendering and real time taking responsibility. So, you know, some people are wired this way. Some people aren't. So we talk about, you think about it first. You really let it, really let it go through your mind, mm-hmm. really sit with it and let it go through. And then uh, you move into the say it phase where you start talking about it. Right. And, um, that part can be a little scary. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And it really, especially if you think about it, maybe you've already been in a vanilla relationship. You've mm-hmm. been married for six years or something like that. Or you've been, you've been dating for a long time. And for whatever reason, you've realized this is the way you want to live. Approaching your partner can be a very scary sort of thing. And, um, as a matter of fact, recently on uh, one of the message boards, um, somebody said, look, I'm thinking, you know, I've, I've figured out this is who I am, this is my authentic self, but um, I'm pretty sure if I approach my partner with this that uh, my partner will leave me. Right. So it, it's a scary choice. It's, an, it's a, a very difficult choice to make. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as someone that's been there, it was a very scary choice to make so to realize that that is my authentic self and I can't suppress her anymore Mm -hmm. so I have to at least give this a try so you know and then you make the choices yeah and we and we we talk a lot about that about the you know being aware of the choices you're going to make and the price you're going to pay for it and then how to approach it and and the importance of you know maybe take it slowly don't just Mm -hmm. you know come home you know, your partner who's completely unsuspecting come home one day, <laughs> right. you know, and you're decked out in leather with a crop saying, on your knees, bitch. <laughs> it might um, not work too well. May not work too well at all. So she may have her own little crop <laughs> hidden somewhere and say, oh, I don't think so. But, uh, um, but yeah, it, it can be very, very scary. But, um, and, and we say consequences and price to pay and things like that. That's not all negative right, stuff. Right. You know, that's not all negative. You know, the price you pay may be that oh, that's exactly what she wanted as well yeah. you know and now you get to try it so there's choices and consequences there too you know the whole work of putting it together and finding your support group and you know things like that so absolutely it's really important to get over that that hump of thinking that price is a bad thing i mm-hmm. mean if i have uh that extra piece of chocolate cake then the price of that is i'll have to go hit the gym tomorrow morning and if i go hit the gym tomorrow morning the price of that is i'm gonna have to uh, skip uh, whatever. Skip morning skip, meditation right. or something like that. So it's not that these are good or bad things. It's a matter of, you know, if I come out to my partner and say, you know, um, I believe that I need to be your master. Mm-hmm. I need to be a master and I would like to be right. your master. Uh, there's going to be some discussion around that. Mm-hmm. Being open to that discussion from both perspectives. You know, you can't just put it, come in there and say, this is who, this is my authentic self. You must accept it. Um, I think that's your goal, maybe, but you you, you start right. off slowly and you bring it gently, and you recognize that the other person, the, the goal of your conversation is that the the other person is going to be your partner. Mm-hmm. It may well be, and we've seen this happen where many times these conversations take place, and your partner says, "I can I can accept that, I right. get it, but right. I don't want to be part of it. I don't want to be your submissive. I don't want to be your mistress. I want to be who I am." Mm-hmm. And sometimes couples work that out. You know, we've, we've seen many do. situations where uh, a friend of ours will be in a very nice vanilla relationship with uh, her husband. Right. And on certain days of the week, she, her subby boy, 
uh, and her get together, and she orders him around, and he sniffs her crotch and does whatever <laughs> she does with her subby boy. Lucky subby boy. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about, you know, you, you talk about it, you think about it, you, you talk about it, you, you know, you make, you verbalize your intent, you verbalize your desire. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the bulk of the work comes then at the next phase, which is where you write it. Right. So, and and writing it itself can actually be a little scary because you're putting these um, thoughts and feelings down in writing. And what we recommend usually is writing a contract. Right. I mean, not all MS couples believe in contracts. For us, it was very much a um, growth tool, very much a learning about ourselves tool. Mm -hmm. So because we did our wants, needs, and desires, we made a list of our wants, needs, and desires. And we actually, um, because this was so new to us, we actually took a couple of months writing that down and self-reflecting and and things like that. And and, uh, it was kind of surprising to me because the first thing on my needs list is I have a need to be cherished. Mm -hmm. And I just never realized that before, let alone vocalized it and then wrote it down. After 10 years, do you still need to be cherished? I do. Do I do a good job? You do a very good job. All right. So. Just check it. Uh, And, you know, for me, it was really important to be able to write down, because one of the things that that we incorporated into our relationship, and we still have that around today, it's just not uh, used very often, is that in certain situations, I'm going to physically punish you. Yes. If I've, uh, as your master, if I've told you to clean the toilet Mm -hmm. and you don't do it, and I tell you again, and you say, fuck you, clean your own toilet. It's your poop that's stinking it up. (laughs) No. Your expectation of me, as we're writing this contract, and my expectation of me is that I'm going to grab you by your hair, I'm going to drag you into the middle of the floor, Mm -hmm. and I'm either going to uh, physically punish you or verbally punish you. Verbally, right. And it was really, but of course, in the beginning, we used physical punishment more mm-hmm. than we do now. And it was very important for me to have that written down and have you read these things where I say, if you act in a way that we have deemed inappropriate, right. then I will respond to that forcefully. So, right. And the thing is, is that what you just said, we. Right. We agreed right. to that. We co-created this contract, you know, and um, it's kind of funny because you just did that scenario and I'm like, ooh, hot. And then I remembered <laughs> punishment. Oh, not. <laughs> not, you know, and it is something that um, I agreed to and, and not just agreed to, but more than likely brought up and said, hey, let's make sure we cover this right. because this is something I need in the relationship. And when you're used to a vanilla relationship you know that people would look really funny at that that that's just not what you do absolutely but in in a vanilla relationship what would happen with that dirty toilet bowl is you wouldn't clean it and then i'd see it and i wouldn't clean it either because i'm like oh you don't like a clean toilet bowl well fuck you i won't clean it either (laughs) and then you'd look at it and go oh i bet he fucking sits in this sticky spot take that you Mm -hmm. know and and I'm woman, but we're supposed to be 50-50, right, so right. he can take care of his half of the whatever, and uh, my half is going to be, I'm dusting, yes. you can clean the toilet. <laughs> and, and then I would respond by peeing on the seat, and then it just it goes downhill from It's there. a chess game at exactly. that point, you know, and nobody wants to give in, so I like having the clearly defined roles. This, this is where I thrive. Yep. And, and especially for a new MS couple, I think it helps for the... the the capital letter type, the master and mistress or the dom or mm-hmm. dame, to have their role clearly defined for them. Because on the outside, just looking at this, it sounds like it's a, it's a, uh, all the work is done by the submissive, right? Oh, yeah. And they get all the commands. Mm. They get all the orders. They have to do all the stuff. Where, and then uh, 
uh, Dame Joe just sits back and eats grapes all day long. So not the case at all. Um, if, if you're wanting to be a master, talk to Dan as to how much work it is. <laughs> and, you know, and, and it is a lot of work. And uh, Renella, Jack Renella, uh and I love this quote that I use from him all the time, is that a slave is responsible to his or her master. A master is responsible to the entire relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, so where you have specific roles and duties, right. um, the master and mistress in the relationship has a, has a role of being the overall buck stops here right. for the entire relationship, you know? So um, I take care of you and you take care of us. Yeah, and there's yeah. absolutely responsibilities on both ends. Yeah. And it seems to work out really well um, when you define that. And you, again, that's the reasons we like writing it down because you have shitty days. You have days mm-hmm. you come home. Uh, Master Rick was just talking about that in the last MS chat that, you know, there are days where you don't feel good. You don't feel happy. You don't feel masterful. You know, you've had a shitty day at work and your boss yelled at you and all you want to do is sit back and watch ESPN or or just, you know, be alone for a little bit or um, punch the cat. I don't know what people do when they're <laughs> uptight. But, um, and, you, you know, you don't, the, the last thing you want. And I tell you, you, you if you've not been in the situation, it's, it seems really strange. But there are times where the last thing I want is to come home and you are n- naked slave girl sitting there with your leash. Right. You know, because then it's, oh, you want my attention. Okay. You need my focus. Fine. I'll take it away from, you know, sometimes we get grumpy. We're human beings, right? That's the Mm -hmm. reality of the situation. So the contract helps to remind me to stay focused. Right. You know, when things get shitty and it brings you back, because like, like you've said, you, you write the contract when you're in a good space. Mm -hmm. And then when things get funky, it gives you a foundation to come back to. It gives you this, a homestone. That yes, you can sit on exactly. And say, ah, this is this is the relationship that we have. We are currently acting like it's a different kind of relationship. We need to come back home. Mm-hmm. And and it's just a you know when you're in good space, you realize this is the whole reality part. Realize that you're also still, at least for us, a loving couple. Mm-hmm. We are going to have communication issues. We are going to have ups and downs. We are going to have moments where we forget. You know, vanilla can be a little sneaky, you know, and, and how we were raised and, and how we've lived past relationships can be a little sneaky how that kind of comes in because we don't have role models that, um, well, there's more and more around, but especially when we got started, there wasn't role models to copy. So when we put our contract together, we also put in there um, how we're going to communicate mm-hmm. because we don't want it to get out of control. That is not something that we want in our relationship. You know, we created porch time. Right. And some some couples don't agree with this, and, and that's okay. But, you know, for us, porch time was very important, especially at the beginning. You know, I didn't want to feel like I was, my, my, my voice was not heard. You know, I still had this need to be heard. And it was, I, I always did it respectfully, unless we got in a bad space. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I would be like, okay, well, I don't know how to do this respectfully, and I've really got this desire to talk, and I really need to be, you know, and, and I don't want this to go into an argument, so what, what can we do? So um, during the building of our contract, when we're in good space, we built porch time. Right. And that is where, that is our little communication um, thing that helps us where we can go out onto the, we had a porch at the time. <laughs> You know, and have um, a different way of communicating. So yeah. roles were dropped. Right. And um, even though they never really drop, I try to explain that. We're still res- 
respectful of each other. We don't necessarily have to be respectful with the way we present ourselves. Right. And, and that's and, very hard to describe. But it's a very much a reflection of that. We're still human beings. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the only way we can express ourselves is this stream of consciousness. Right. Expression that may include a bunch of cursing and complaining and foot stomping <laughs> and foot stomping and and sometimes that's the way we need to talk sometimes that's the only way we can get out and you know a lot of other people they say oh i journal for that mm-hmm. or I, I communicate via some other methodology what we use is this porch time where we can stand and just be um individuals spouting whatever it is we need to spout right and then not be held um not be punished for it right right Right. so and not be punished and that was just really excellent for me to have and like i said we 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 if we did that here where we don't have a porch we would actually drive somewhere else we don't do that within the walls of our normal normal place It, it is it is a separate thing so we try to communicate via journal via you know things like that first and if it just doesn't work that's when we use porch time it's been very rare that we've used that but it came in very handy at the beginning I wonder how many of our podcast listeners recognize this whole think it, say it, write it, do it philosophy is actually, <laughs> I think it's, it's a rip from Zig Ziglar, who is a I, business guy. Yes, but yes. it seems to work for MS as well. Mm-hmm. I, maybe we should write a book, think it, say it, write it, spank it. <laughs> so, uh, and then we, you know, when we talk about the do it aspect, you know, uh, it's really, the focus there is, um, part of it is to get involved in your community. Mm-hmm. Get around other people that are living like this. You've right. probably got, or you may have a, a chapter of MAST, Masters of Slaves Together in your local area, mm-hmm. or some other MS-friendly group. If right. not an MS-friendly group, uh, the, most of the BDSM-friendly groups are at least friendly to the idea of power exchange relationships. And some have um, special interest, interest groups, SIGs. Right. That um, so some of the bigger groups will have little splintered special interest groups that are for MS. So and that's a good place to find um, community members as yeah. well. And and one of the things, and if you don't, you don't have those things. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I um, gently nudged Master Eric to do, who I mentor, was start your own group. Exactly. And it doesn't have to be a big formal group. It doesn't Mm-mm. have to be part of a national organization to start with. You just make it a local chat, and that's what we do here in Columbus. We have right. our local MS chats. Yes. Don't have to be a member. Don't have to do anything. You just show up at our house. We talk MS. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's usually really great conversations. You know, it's it's not um, it's talking relationship stuff. Yeah, it's talking. Um, we've got one couple that were just in a motorcycle accident. You know, how do you keep your MS going when both of you are laid up? Right. You know, right. you can't do the actions that are involved. You can still be master slave, obviously. Right. You know, that's your core foundation. But, you know, the actions can can be a little difficult uh-huh. to work around. Yep. So, you know, we've got another, uh, hell, just my broken wing. You know, how do we work <laughs> around that? Exactly. Right, right. And, and that's a great example. You know, for a while, I just did all the laundry and dishes myself. Mm-hmm. And the, how did that impact our MS relationship? For us, Not. at the 10-year mark, it doesn't. Right. At the 2-year mark, it would have been a little more hairy, you mm-hmm. know, because these are roles that my slave normally takes care of. And now I am doing all the work. And, I'm do- and you're, you know, 
I'm doing all the housework. I'm, I'm working full time and you're lazing around, <laughs> so to speak. Going crazy because <laughs> I'm used to doing it Stone all. So. Yeah. So now at the beginning, at the two year mark, you know, we would have done a lot of discussing of it. Uh-huh. This is how I feel. Should I be feeling this way? And how do you feel about it? And, you know, are we okay? And does this mean? And, you know, and this time around, it's just like, you know, this is the way it is. Right. So, and to sit with people in a chat and to see heads nodding from the floor as slaves are nodding, you know, about how difficult it is to sit still while watching yeah. master take, you know, take care of, of the house and master's nodding. Yes, this is what we do, you know, real time relationship. And or, or the other aspect of it being, um, you know, when people come to the table, say, well, we got this issue or it's really uh, fucking me up and. You know, for other mm-hmm. people, just even if you just nod your head and say, yeah, that, that fucks me up, too. I right. have a problem with that as well, and I don't know what to do about it either. Mm-hmm. Even that has a lot of value when you have somebody who at least understands where you're at. Well, you can sit around and chat with people and say, um, my slave went to the grocery store and got the wrong butter, which you... You know, for other people to sit there and, you know, vanilla people are going to go and say, what's the big fucking deal? What do you right. It's butter. Right. You know, and the other per- you know, another master might say, dude, it's just butter. Right. And you could sit back and go, yeah, you know what? I guess that's right. I guess I really didn't give a good instruction and I need to be accountable for that. Or he might respond by going, oh, well, I heard you tell her, go get uh, milk made two ounce <laughs> bottle of butter. And she brought something back. Man, you need to address that. You need to be more, you know, you were very specific. How are you going to be? So just having people that understand who you are, where you're coming from. Absolutely. So, and sometimes when um, we don't know how to handle something, we'll bring it to the table and then go, you know, I think we're going to try it this way. And to just have the other couple or, you know, whoever go, okay, let us know how that works. <laughs> we right. may try that ourselves <laughs> later. Or if it doesn't work for you, we may try something else. <laughs> yep. Um, I think the, so the other important part of the do it aspect is to decide and do it. Yes. Just make a decision. I mean, you've thought about, you've talked about it. You've, you've written thought about stuff. It. You've written and, stuff about and, it. You got to pull the trigger and go. Say, this is the day. And, you know, we actually ritualized that. Yes, we did. You know, we had a little formal collaring ritual and say, mm-hmm. this is the point from here on out. We are master slave 24 seven relationship. It starts yes. right here. The, uh, so we like the idea of ritualizing it. I, I think, in general, we like the idea of ritualizing major parts of our life. Most people do. You ritualize weddings and birthings and other stuff. Why not ritualize this commitment as well? Exactly. Um, So, and we we, now we actually took a little while before we ritualized it. So we we actually did all of this for like a year and a half before we ritualized it. Not so many people wait that long. <laughs> Some do. But, you know, like I said, when, when we started out, there was not that much. To, things were just getting started yeah, here there, in there Columbus Yeah, there was no MS that. presence in, in our area. And, uh, you know, we, we had a couple other couples that were interested, you know. So we, we kind of had to build mm-hmm. not only our relationship, but... Um, we had to build it from scratch. We had to build it without mentoring, without a right. you know, big internet sites that are full of a a, pe- a people's of, opinions. Exactly. So, you know, so, so we worked at it and we really worked hard at building the foundation. It was very important to us to make sure this is what we wanted to do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then ritualized it. We, we've got our 10th year formal. Five weeks? <laughs> yeah, <Yep>. something <laughs> like that. So uh, there it is. There's foundations of MS. So, and it's, it's 
great stuff. I mean, if this is who you are, this, this type of relationship is very rewarding. Like we said, ups and downs, some work and, um, hell, what relationship doesn't, we're just a different style. Yep. I've had enough. Okay, good. (laughs) Stick around. Um, up next, we had, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, we uh, sat and talked with Jason from St. Louis, and uh, we talked to him for about 10 minutes about the Beat Me in St. Louis events, the things that he's going to do, about mm-hmm. events in general a little bit, and what makes his event you know different from maybe somebody else's events. Um, so we'll play that next. And then after that, the end bump, where we, uh, we do the little bit about uh, Adventures Erotic Awakening is sponsored by... and appreciates the support and all that stuff mm-hmm. stick around and listen to that because dawn's going to do it in mandarin chinese while this i put a squid now being recorded <laughs> butt plug in her ass well it must be getting into getting close to march again because me in st louis is right around the corner and uh so we had to call up jason get him on the phone the event uh, producer for beat me in st louis and find out what he's got in store for us this year how's it going jason it's going good thank you so, you know, one of the things that I've liked about Beat Me in St. Louis in the past is you is it's a pretty nice hotel. But I understand you guys have just moved to a brand new venue um, with some, some changes with that. Right. Actually, this year we're in a brand new hotel. It's, uh, to us, brand new. It's only a few years old. Um, it's still, you know, with the same company that we were with before. But this time we have the entire hotel inclusive there's nobody else except us going to be in there from friday to sunday uh it's just us we have every room in the hotel 10,000 square foot of space it's just a beautiful place and uh besides that the prices come down across the board for everything awesome and that's one of the things that don and i always talk about what are the best things that you can have is an event that takes over the whole hotel because mm-hmm. otherwise you're in vanilla space out of vanilla space right and, you know i can wear my collar here i can't wear it there so it's nice to have the whole hotel so that's a, that's a great start to this one um i think you got a huge lineup of presenters like normal well, we, have, you know, actually I'm only about halfway through with uh, releasing uh, my presenter list because, you know, it takes time to hammer out schedules and, and talk with presenters about uh, what we want them to bring in and share with the people that come to our event. So far, we have a, a, a great lineup, a hell of a lineup. We're bringing in from Edmonton, Canada, Big Bad Jim. Uh, he does fear play and rough body play. This is this is a, a a big piece of a man, and he takes over a room when he walks in, and we're lucky to get him down here. Uh, another one coming in, well-known, uh, Blood Play, Suturing, Fifth Angel will be here. Um, love the guy. He is fantastic. Him and his wife will be coming in to do a, a, a number of classes for us, including we're doing a first-time ever late-night class in the dungeon for suturing. Um, something that we've never done before. Uh, it's just, it's amazing. We've gotten a lot of feedback about it, and people are just, uh, just hungry for it. They, they want more. Um, add to him Michael Saul coming in to do some shibare and show people how to do it right. 
Simon Blaze throwing the fire sticks, Uncle Abdul throwing electricity, and we've been told uh, by several people he is the father of electricity. And when I told the electric people that, you know, the people that do electricity here in town, he was coming, they were just beside themselves. They can't wait for him to come in. And just today, we brought, we have signed Trigger, who, from what I understand from talking with uh, different people, he, he is it when you talk about pony play. Uh, he is excited. Go ahead. I said we're big fans of Trigger, so he's well, see, yeah, I, I'm not a pony play person, but I, I got so many emails when I released that that he was coming. It's just just amazing, and there's so many more. We have we have more rope, we have more mind fuck, we have all kinds of things going on in the background right now that will release slowly as we get them. Hopefully in another week, week and a half, we'll have a full class schedule released on the website. Uh, it's uh, beatmeinstl.com, B-E-A-T-M-E-I-N-S-T-L.com. Um, -E People can go there. They can read all this information. They can look at who the vendors are. They can look at all this stuff. March 18th, 2011, this coming March on the 18th is when we're going to kick this thing off. Uh, just, just an amazing, amazing lineup of people coming in so far. Now, with with all these big dog presenters, the new venue, uh, what's that going to do to my pricing? Actually, because of the deal that we struck with the hotel, we have brought the price down almost $30. It is oh, now $95 to get in. Okay, wow. very cool. And um, if that's not a early bird special. That's If you buy your ticket, that's, that's what it is. That's normal pricing, $95 across the board. There's no early bird. We decided just to cut it to the bone so people could come enjoy themselves. Not only that, we have this fantastic hotel that we have the entire thing, and we brought the price of the hotel down under $100. Okay. So it's just amazing. I've gotten – I just opened registration today, and we are limiting the number of people we're allowing in because we want it to be comfortable for everybody, and we don't want it to be too crowded and bumper-to-bumper, bumper, so to speak. So we're limiting the number, and I'm sitting here right now watching my registration just click away, and this is going to sell out, and it's going to sell out quick. Nice. Okay, okay, very cool. Um, well, let me ask you one more question then, Jason, if you don't mind. We, we have a lot of people that are new to uh, the lifestyle that listen to the podcast. And some of the people, I mean, Fifth Angel and Trigger and this whole hotel takeover thing, is this going to be a newbie-friendly type of event? Well, you know, that's something that we pride ourselves on. And, and both of you have been to several of my events. And we pride ourselves on, on my staff learning to approach people, learning to be approachable, uh, saying hello, asking people how things are. We have large signs pointing to where things are. It's very easy to find stuff. We're, you know, very friendly that way. But this event, we, we started something on the last event that has just blossomed to an amazing proportion. We started a meet and mingle for new people. And it's designed for just that, people that have never been to or only been to one or two things, uh, are afraid to go, you, you know, whatever reason might you fear to come to a big event like this, 
This is a meet and mingle where the lady that's running it, this beautiful woman, her name is Frenchies, um, she is taking this to a whole new level. Um, not only that, we have presenters, the ones I mentioned, that are going to be there to meet these people and to say, oh, you like electricity? Well, this is what it is. Or are you like rope? Well, let me show you a little bit. And and it's a it's a an hour two hours whatever she decides you know whatever fits for that evening before you know the the day starts or the dungeon starts or whatever on Friday and then Saturday afternoon so people can get together and they go oh you like rope well, I like rope let's talk about that you know we're not trying to advocate you know people coming because they think they're going to get hooked up or anything like that but it's a way that people can meet each other in a very safe, unthreatening way and get to know each other. And it's something that, like again, is taken off. This young lady has really, really done so well with it, and it's been the talk. Uh, we're doing it again. We're going to have it both days. And I look to have the room that they're having it in filled with people trying to understand what's going on, new people. Uh, to to become aware and not afraid of what's going on. So this is what we're trying to target is to get these people just like I was. When I started in this, I went to Munches and turned around the parking lot, my wife and I did, because we were afraid of those people inside. And it, it just, we went to our first event, was was a Thanksgiving, and we stood there with this deer-in-the-headlight look, and looked at each other and goes, no, you're not doing that to me, and no, that not over there, you're not going to do that to me. And we have learned um, over time that the people aren't dangerous to us. They're not big, scary people. They're they're people just like we are, and they, they, they get up and go to work every day like we do. They open their mail just like we do. And that's what we're trying to relay to the people that are new or fresh, Come to the event, you won't you won't be disappointed. All right, well, very cool, Jason. <laughs> appreciate the time tonight, and appreciate a little preview on what's coming up with Beat Me in St. Louis. Uh, I tell you, if you don't mind, we'll we'll give you a call back in a month or two when it gets closer, when tickets are almost gone, and um, see if we can't uh, edge out those last couple of tickets and uh, see where things stand with it. Absolutely, I, I enjoy talking with both of you. Remember, it's beatmeinstl.com. They can go there. All the information I just mentioned is on there. Or if you're on FetLife, it's in Kinky in St. Louis or Beat Me in St. Louis 2011, those two groups. Or they can message me, Jason, J-S-I-N, anytime. I'd be glad to talk with any of them. If they're new, they can message Frenchies. It's uh, Frenchies, F-R-E-N-C-H-I-E-S, on FetLife. She's also a moderator in the Beat Me in St. Louis 2011 group, and she, they can ask questions about the meet and mingle, about what it's about, and how they go about it. And, um, again, it may be a little quicker than two months. It might be two weeks. Uh, as tickets go, when I get close, I'll give you a call back and say, you know what, we've got 30 tickets left or something like that. Perfect. Sounds great. All right, Jason, thanks a lot now. Thank you so much. Have a great night. The Dark Side is an adult educational podcast focusing on the BDSM alternative lifestyle and related aspects of human sexuality. 
Join Dark Angel and co-host Not Nice each week for in-depth discussions, opinions, interviews, and threads on an extremely broad range of topics, or even hear some answers to your own burning questions. The Dark Side is available for free download at www.get-teased.ca slash darkside.html or just look up The Dark Side on iTunes and listen on your iPhone. Enter The Dark Side. We've got cookies. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by... Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> where, where, where's the butt plug? I promise. I can speak in Chinese. <laughs> Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by butt plugs and... No. In Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Visit Adventures in Sexuality at adventuresinsexuality.org. Want to be a part of Erotic Awakening? Want to share about your favorite kink and event? podcast or book toss us an email at dan and dawn at eroticawakening.com let's hear what you have to say erotic awakening appreciates the support of maui kink creators of distinctive and superior toys for the kink and bdsm community visit them at mauikink.com and don't forget select that you heard about them via erotic awakening on the checkout form and did you know that you can buy an erotic awakening t-shirt or various selections from the erotic awakening audio library visit the shop and support page of the erotic awakening website 100% of what comes, 100% of what comes in from the audio library sales goes to our title defense travel fund. The dollar we make when you buy a coffee cup goes to our printer cartridge for the podcast. Thank you for your support. And music heard on Erotic Awakening is provided by the Pod Show Podsafe Network. More information at podshow.com. More information at music.podshow.com. More information at music.podsh.com. Nobody listens to this part anyway. <laughs> I noticed you left the Leather Heart Foundation for me. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Erotic Awakening is proud to support the Leather Heart Foundation, a nonprofit charitable organization dedicated to assisting those in need within the kink and leather community. Find out more at leatherheart.org. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org.